Hello and welcome to the world of Geeks Crossing, your favorite podcast for all things geeky. And yes, you read the title correctly. We are back with another season, starting with yours truly, Eric. My favorite color is purple. I like long walks on the beach. And my favorite anime is the B-movie starring Jerry Seinfeld. No, bad. He makes up a good point. No, no, he's got a point. (laughs) (laughs) But in all seriousness, I am super excited to be back. It's been a long time since we've done a podcast. I'm super excited for what this season has to offer. I'm Keith. I'm the coolest one here. I mean, I'm the one that keeps the podcast alive, obviously. I am always correct, and that's all you need to know from me. Hi, guys. I'm Matt. Your boy. And now we heard enough from him. Let's go on to next. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's good to be back. I really did miss the podcast a lot. Um, Life's been very busy for me recently. I am a full-time teacher now, a classroom teacher, so... Um, that does eat up a lot of my time, but I am more than happy, as always, to be back geeking out over various geeky things. Hi, I'm Nick. I've been three weeks, so no. Uh, <laughs> so, long story short, I don't pay attention in class. Uh, I built a whole Minecraft house and stuff in two hours instead of paying attention to my lecture today. Woo! Respect. Ooh, that, that's very me. nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. And I am glad to be back, and hopefully this season you will finally get a solo episode. An empty <laughs> promise that has been Ooh. going out for many seasons. And now let's turn our attention to our fifth member, Tyler. Good job! <laughs> <laughs> he has such a way with words. He doesn't have to say anything. That's how inspirational he is. <laughs> but anyway, in all seriousness... What better way to start off this season than by reviewing the newest Pokemon games, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. That is true. I mean, fans of the podcast will know we are very big Pokemon fans. And specifically, I'm pretty sure like two of our first four episodes were about Pokemon. So, you know, obviously it was going to come up. (laughs) New Pokemon games. Three of us have played them. Two of us have beaten them. At the time of this recording. And so we're all coming at this uh, from very different levels of familiarity with the games. So it's kind of cool. We got a a diverse group of opinions and experiences with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet here. And let me tell you, those games were something, all right? (laughs) Putting it very loosely. (laughs) Okay, so... um... How should we begin? How should we should we go around and give a review or like the, like our usual out of ten or or we want to talk a little bit first? From where I'm at, where I'm at in the story wise, I think it's at least an eight. Dude, you're so wrong oh though. My gosh. <laughs> you haven't even played it, my guy. I haven't. So I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> but no, nah, actually I thought about it for two seconds. No, nah, I, I am pretty right. You can't have it be that high up. It's a broken game. In my mind, I'm closing my eyes. I'm comfortable to say probably around a 7 out of 10 is, is what I'm going to give it. And we'll see, as always, as has happened almost every time we've ranked anything, I am definitely privy to go up or down as we talk. Okay, this may sound controversial, at least for me, but I'm thinking somewhere between a 6.5 and a 7, with the 7 being the highest I'm willing to go. Wow. Don't get me wrong. I like the games, but... There's just a lot of problems I have with them. 
and to try to bring down the the overall average i'm gonna give it a, a two no uh i mean again i truly have not played the games i really can't say anything um i'm more of a bystander here i'm gonna just watch but uh from my input from watching my fellow geeks here play from seeing videos about it watching other people play and then hearing reviews from fellow classmates i'd say it has to be like a five or maybe a six seems like it dropped the ball a lot and for being i don't know coming from such a giant franchise where they had so much that they could have done to make this awesome and how much they promised, they they really seem to have let me down. I'll say everybody else here seems to be like woo. But well, I don't. I wouldn't say we're all like woo. We're more like woo. Why I put it so high in my opinion is like I was able to get my ideal team before I even started anything. There are a lot of fantastic and amazing points, but the fundamentals they messed up so much. I personally don't think you can rate it possibly an eight because of just the fundamental flaws and like again what we were promised to what we got such like what like just the graphics are an issue for you the graphics all the bugs the multiplaying experience through each like individual missions like it just seemed like it promised us more and i mean they, they straight up did promise us more and for what they handed us it was truthfully like an undeveloped unfinished game trust me it was there it was, it was almost we saw them do extremely similar things in arceus um, which was what a year ago, just about. Not even. Yeah, not even a year ago, and like ten months ago. And that was fantastic. That's arguably the best game, in my personal opinion. That's the second best Pokemon game ever made. Period. Out of every single Pokemon game ever, second oh. best. Honestly, yeah. True so that. Going, going from, but coming from such a a game that was a breath of fresh air into the dead and abused corpse that is Pokemon. That has just been thrown out the same thing over and over and over again it's the same thing with marvel and disney and everything it's just here you go you'll buy this and then coming back where they are like this game is doing new things and that's why it's awesome and that's why it gets such a like high rank in air quotes to something new and a breath of fresh air and then just having it be like rotten food like i don't care how good the, the pie is i don't care what you did if you didn't cook it like it's gonna be gross i guess now will be a good time as any to mention the pros and cons should we mention one pro, then a con, then a pro, then a con, just to change it up a bit? Uh, that sounds great. So I guess the biggest pro for me has to be the immersive experience. Mm -hmm. The way they marketed this game is an open-world Pokemon game, similar to Legends Arceus, but in a main series format. And I think they did a solid job, especially the non-linear approach, but that's also a con because <laughs> you can do the gym leaders in any order you want. But the big issue is there's no level scaling. Imagine yeah. the look on my face when my level 5 Quaxley went up against level 40 Pokemon. I was like, bro, what is this? <laughs> I think when we heard do the gym challenge in any order you want, we kind of like our eyes widened. And we're like, oh, cool. So what you'd imagine is, okay, if you have zero gym badges, let's say, whatever gym you go to first has pretty low level Pokemon. If you have one gym badge, then, oh, okay, whatever gym battle you go to next, there may be in the 20. But instead, what they did is they were like, oh, yeah, theoretically, you can go to whatever gym order you want. But the gym Pokemon will always be the same level. So you can do the bug gym in any order you want. You could do it first or you could do it last. It will always have like level 15 Pokemon. And that just feels almost kind of cheap to me. Unlike maybe switching one or two gyms, which I have done, like, oh, I didn't know that this guy had level 30s. So I went to the late level 20s guy or something like that. Other than that, you re everybody kind of has the same gym experience because, again, 
the levels don't scale, like Eric said. And that was a huge disappointment to me. I really feel like that was oversell, uh, oversold. Again, really. it really hurts the marketing of this game. Like, what's the point of giving us a non-linear Pokemon game if there's some sort of linear path that we have to follow? Yeah. And it's not just the gyms. The Titan Pokemon and the Team Star Battles, they all have fixed levels as well. Yeah. None of them have any sort of scaling, which got me thinking, had this game come out next year, instead of being pushed for holiday 2022, then maybe we would have seen some sort of scaling. And this is exactly what I was talking about in my little mono rant there. So thank you. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. When they announced that Legends Arceus was coming out in January, my heart was like, uh Yes. Because I knew because it's coming out in January, they're going to try to push a game for holiday 2022. That's just how they do it. And it's not just the scaling that could have been fixed. The glitches, like you guys said. Yeah. Yes. There were many instances where I went out of bounds or the camera kept clipping through the floor as my Pokemon was evolving. I was like, yeah, yep. I don't think this is supposed to happen. See, that's a, something that yeah. I have never come across yet with that. Like, my really? game hasn't crashed. My game never, like, peeked through the floor. The only bugs in air quotes that I've ever experienced is watching, like, the windmill move on Windows 97. <laughs> like oh, that. dude. When you see the things moving in the distance and they're moving at, like, a snail's pace, it's the most awkward thing. I, like, I understand what they were trying to do, and it was innovative, how everything is, like, this open world where everything is still, like, moving and stuff. I'm proud that they well, tried it, but it made everything so buggy. Well, that was the thing. Like, they either rushed the game out too soon, or they just tried to aim too big. I think it's a combination because they were like, all right, this next game is going to be the biggest game ever. We're going to do so much that fans have been waiting for for years. And the developers were like, awesome. That's cool. When's it coming out? Eight months. What can we have till holiday 2023, please? <laughs> and Pokemon's promising like patch updates and stuff. Thinking about it though, Pokemon, I believe is either the biggest or one of like the top five biggest properties in the world. Nintendo and Game Freak rake in millions. From Pokemon games, plushies, shows, the anime, trading all cards. that stuff. Trading cards, all that stuff. I don't even think you had to delay the game, really. If all you have to do is, okay, the this is a lot of work on the animators to make this game. Let's hire freaking 50 more animators. We yes. can afford it easily. Okay, th they're having a lot of trouble programming this game in time for the holiday season. No problem. We'll just hire 100 more programmers. I don't understand why they're so stingy with their company. Yeah, like, no, I really exactly. like if, if you really, 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 really want to rush up, have games out by holiday and develop games in eight months, you have every right to. It's your game. But wouldn't you want some pride in your work? Wouldn't you say, okay, we got to get this game out by holiday. So we are going to pour some money in here. We got so much money from our last game. We're going to hire much more programmers, many more uh, artists, all this stuff. Like, I mean, it just doesn't make sense from a business perspective either. Yeah, no, like absolutely. And like, on, I just wanted to build on top of that. because This also goes back to kind of what Nick was saying. Like, like, oh, but they're going to be putting out patch notes. Haven't we seen this happen before with No Man's Sky, for example? They promised a game, they released it early for holiday season, and everybody hated it. It died, and after patch note, they made it awesome, and I hear people play it now. But like Fallout 76, too. Yes, Elder yeah. Scrolls Online. like uh, Cyberpunk, I'm pretty sure. Cyberpunk was huge. It's when people were waiting years for this game. It came out super glitchy, and it's like a $20 game now. All I can say, as soon as I saw my Pokeball stay midair, I knew I was in deep ass trouble <laughs> because I was like, okay, either Pokeballs are becoming so advanced they're defying the laws of gravity or the developers didn't bother to add a drop animation every time you catch a flying Pokemon. <laughs> now, honestly, which sounds more realistic? Um, I was going to ask you, Keith and Nick, 
because there is another very glitchy game that is regarded as one of the best games of all time, and that is Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Yes. Um, Elder Scrolls Skyrim is it's a wonderful game. It's very fun, but it glitches a lot. In fact, that's why I never beat it is because the main storyline glitched and I had no save points to go back to. So I wonder what separates a game like Skyrim then it from adds a game like Skyrim and <laughs> adds character by taking away my ability to beat the game. That's a very good question. And that's one of the things I was struggling with uh, when I was originally debating with Nick because Nick was like, oh, this is one of the best games. You know, I've, I've played one of the best Pokemon games. And I was like, it's so broken, you cannot put it in the top tier because, like, it's ultimately an unfinished thing. Like, imagine buying a dinner and it comes uncooked. You'd be like, oh, you know, it adds character. Hey, it's Samanoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in that aspect, though, um, when you bring up Skyrim, because Skyrim is, I mean, to this day regarded as one of the greatest games of all time, truthfully. It's been on every console, every system. It comes out over and over again. You know, 11 years later, we're still talking about it. That being said, I think it really is a few things. A, I don't think they ever promised, from what I remember, also being younger, was A, it was the time when it came out. All games like mm-hmm. that were very buggy, and it's an older game, you know? That's, we're yeah, not sitting yeah. here being, how come, you know, Pokemon Red or Silver, how come, like, the animation's so bad? It's like it's a pixelated game. It came out 20 years ago. Suck it up. And on top of that, what they did for the time, it was crazy. It was insane. And again, because it was so advanced at the time, growing up with it, it's just like, oh yeah, it adds character. It's it is what it is. Like, and a lot of it, again, I think was just through how it was. I feel like the Switch is at its point in development of the next Box Three Sixty era. Mm. Mm. On top of that, though, thank you for bringing up the Switch. Six years ago, one of the actual regarded like best games ever made came out: Breath of the Wild. Yep. Breath of the Wild was also a very expansive game. You know, obviously it was not nearly as w- close to what Pokemon was doing here, but that was also six years ago. And that is ancient when it comes to video games, technology. Like my computer, I built three, almost four years ago, and it is already outdated. Um, It's already having a hard time updating certain games, like, like getting to that point. What this game was like, I don't know. Again, they still just should have been able to do better. Yeah, that was ultimately what I was going to say as you were talking. Or I should say, Elder Scrolls in 2011 was a much smaller IP than Pokemon in 2022. So that's another reason why I think people kind of give it a pass a little bit. It's like, yeah, they're not rolling in dough. They release a fun game. It's a cool story. So it glitches every now and then. Pokemon, it's like, yeah, but it's, again, one of the biggest IPs in the world. Yeah. We kind of expect a little bit better. So, yeah, that's my biggest pro and my biggest con. Mm -hmm. Back to back. So yeah. what else do we got for pros and cons then? Because I actually have a few still I want to bring up. Actually, going back to the gym challenge real quick. Hands down, the best character is Larry. <laughs> yeah. No joke. As soon as I saw him, I was like, wait, what's Matt doing in the new Pokemon game? <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> like, think about it. He's a grown-ass man that works at a real person job during the day, then comes home to play Pokemon. And I was like, oh my god, it's Matt. Larry's my spirit animal. Taking the phrase, living like Larry, to a whole new level. <laughs> oh my god. How spoiler are we getting with this game, by the way? In the I game? have yet to beat it, so I kind of don't want to spoil that much. Okay, okay. I will say for the story, probably the tying story is my favorite. I mean, nothing against the gym challenge. As much as I love the format, it is pretty cut and paste, like we keep saying. But Team Star, my god. Oh, okay. I thought Let's team, talk about Team Star, yeah. I thought Team Skull and Team Yell were bad, but this... 
This just takes the cake for me. Yeah, they might be the worst evil team we've seen yet. Because think about how far we came with bonus teams. We essentially had the Mafia, extreme environmentalists, mad scientists who are trying to recreate <laughs> the whole universe. And what do we got? Bullied kids who are becoming bullies themselves. Yeah, I got that vibe. No, it, I, just, I beat the magma, the lady dude. And she, like just reading some of her dialogue, I'm like, Jesus, she's so lame. It's it doesn't make any more sense when you uh when you keep going. And the big plot twist about who's their leader, it's very predictable. Uh, yeah. You, you don't even have to do the first mission and then you already tell who's their leader. Yep. And it's, it's like so strange. Oh no, no. I just started a team of bullied kids and now they're becoming bullies. Can you stop them for me? Like yeah, that's it, basically it, the whole story. Well, at least the team star story. Um, and it's just, I really don't know how you do worse than Team Yell, but I gotta give them credit. It's worse than Team Yell. And yeah. here's why. Team Yell was pathetic. I hate it. I, like, really just did not like them much at all. Because their whole goal was, we're gonna be mean because we want Marnie to win. It's like, they're pretty much a parody of, like, loudmouth alcoholic soccer fans in England. Which is, like, I guess kind of funny. But at least they were doing something. They had a goal. They had a mission. They had something that was like, we are organizing as a team because we want to accomplish X. This team doesn't have a goal. The, the, it, the more lore you learn about, and again, I'm going to rescind from too many big spoilers here. The lore that you learn is that they want to stand up to bullies. There's this event where they're going to stand up to bullies and then they just don't. And then they build random fortresses around the island and do nothing for a year and a half it's like what is the point the whole point of the evil team is just skipping school like i remember when the trailer came out that revealed them they were like oh yeah investigate and fight these students who are skipping school i was like oh i can't wait to learn about them that's it though that their whole the trailer told us everything they're just kids skipping school that's the whole point it's a joke it's they don't have a goal they don't have a mission they literally just stand around i could literally stand here till i'm blue in the face and go over all the holes in the story revolving around them it's just so weird actually that's another thing i want to bring up what do you guys think of the whole school environment i have not yet touched any of my schooling mission stuff it's funny i actually like the idea of the setting and i really wish they did more with it but it kind of feels like they don't i'm with you nick i didn't go to any of my classes because first of all i'm done with school <laughs> it's like school I don't want to go to school. I want to go out, catch Pokemon, and steal lunch money from my fellow peers. <laughs> I love that you walk up to them now and talk to them to fight. That's, that's just interesting. Like, eh, I want to fight you. Because I've yet to fight a single trainer. Matt discovered this little fun bug with uh, Tetsu Tetsuguri. Where it will kill itself with Memento. Yes. That's literally how I've been leveling up my Pokemon. It's just <laughs> so easy. You just throw your, your Quadzire out there because its only other move is a water type move and you just watch it struggle itself to death it's quite pathetic and amusing wait one second i wanted to say something going off the whole school thing sure uh, i was just it was funny because like i agree with actually both eric and nick and matt i thought it was a really cool uh, or it was a cooler concept because i mean you are a, a, what a kid of 10 years old that goes out and explores like that's the whole thing of pokemon um but i also agree with in the fact that, like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be forced to some set storyline. Like, that's where Arceus was so amazing. Because you just go out and it's like, yo, go find those wild creatures. Like, this and that. So it's, I like the idea of the storyline. But I, I don't like being trapped to something that seems especially boring. 
it's funny. I, I wish they did kind of like there was more of a reason to. Because I remember yes. you you get to. I of course I was the one who did this because I'm a freaking nerd. But I actually went to the classes that they offer in the game. Like I went to all the classes I unlocked, and I thought that you'd get some bonus or something, or like some line of dialogue, or like your teachers would come support you in your time of need. But nothing happens. You're just you're a jerk. It's like haha, look at you, you idiot. You play this <laughs> new Pokemon game. And you just went to school. Is that what the tutorial is hidden at? Uh, maybe. I don't think so, though. They say knowledge is the greatest reward of all, but not in a game like Pokemon. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I guess my favorite story has to be the Titans because I did feel for Arvin when he said he had a dying partner. Was Mm. his partner dying? Oh, the dog? Yeah, he looks sick. Yeah. I felt so bad. I would always go out of my way to bully him as like a his Pokemon. And then I found the story with him and his dog. And I'm like, now I feel like a dick. Going off that, I actually do like some of the new Pokemon they introduced. Especially well, yeah. the Paradox Pokemon. I was going to say that that's probably my biggest <laughs> pro of this game. Is I do think it is my favorite Dex in many years. I love almost every Pokemon. It doesn't usually happen to me where I have a real hard time picking a team. And then I'm like, oh god, I want to do another team and another team. Like... There's so many Pokemon I want to use in this game. Honestly, this game deserves a shout out for this because I'm really worried they're going to stop doing it if this game doesn't, you know, do well. Huge Dexes. I love it. I don't know why they started doing like tiny Dexes in X and Y and Sun and Moon. Like I I want big Dexes full of new Pokemon. It's the best. It's part of what made Black and White so awesome in my opinion. Actually, I'm curious. What were your teams? Because I usually feel like every time we review the new Pokemon games and we mention our teams or Pokemon that we use consistently. Oh, yeah. Briefly about the starters. They're whatever. Like, they're all right. I don't like the duck, honestly. His final form is just kind of a bridge too far for me. The cat is like an okay amount of humanoid. Like, it's okay. And then I really do love that alligator. So I ended up choosing him. So I got that alligator guy. I have the Smoliv final form, Arcavilla. That leaf guy who I, I really don't like, his ability kind of sucks, but I've uh, been here with me since the beginning. Mabostiff, the big dog. I have myself a the Flamigo. <laughs> I ended up picking Flamigo. Of course um, you did. <laughs> you know me. I have Garganical. I was not expecting to pick him, the salt guy. Is it because uh, it reminded you of Minecraft? Honestly, funnily enough, I am a science teacher now. We did a chemistry unit at the beginning of the year, and... I was kind of just like, oh my gosh, there's an NACL Pokemon, like actual salt. So I, it was the science teacher in me that chose it. And then what's my last Pokemon? I'm, oh, Rabska, the Dung Beetle, the Psychic Dung Beetle. I love that guy. He's my last one. I Going into the game, I knew I wanted to pick the Fire Croc, and I knew I wanted that Dung Beetle. So those are my two favorites. Um, so yeah, that's my team. Mind if I go next? Sure. All right. So starter-wise, like most people, I was about to pick Fue Coco. Until I saw another Pokemon they revealed later, which would inevitably be my fire type. So my two choices were either Sprigacato or Quaxley, obviously. And for a moment, I was about to pick Sprigacato because, you know, hey, I haven't picked the grass type since Trico all the way back in Alpha Sapphire. It's time for a change. Wow. Until I saw the leaks and I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> then I thought to myself, eh, when you're out of luck, you got the duck. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, Oddly enough, two generations in a row, I picked the water type as my choice during my first playthrough. So I picked Quaxley. He evolved all the way into, I cannot pronounce this Pokemon's name for the life of me, Quaquavel. Like, how the hell you say this name? Quax something. You know, I'm just going to call him Aqua Blaziken because he's basically Blaziken if he was a water type. <laughs> so yeah, I have Aqua Blaziken. 
I picked Kilowattle. That's the electric bird oh, I love that thing. Haven't used the regional bird for my main team since Star Raptor, and pleasant surprise. I'm glad I chose it. My favorite regional bird since Black and White. I, like, so cute. I really wish I could have picked it. Honestly, the only reason I didn't is because all of my friends were talking about picking it, and I was like, uh, oh, crap. I like P-Dove a lot, but I do not like Unpheasant. <laughs> P-Dove, I can understand. But Unpheasant, I'll just be like, all right, Matt, we have a problem. <laughs> all right, but, you know, little digression over there. And you know me, I like to include at least one previous Pokemon for my team. So I added Gardevoir and Crocodile because, hey, it doesn't hurt to have a good Psychic and Ground type for your team. Then mm -hmm. I added Cerulege because as soon as I saw that Pokemon, I was like, oh yeah, that's definitely going on my team. Because you can't introduce a Night Pokemon with freaking Flame Torture hands and expect me to not put it on my team. <laughs> and lastly, I went with Baxcalibur, the Ice Dragon, which is also this game's pseudo. Yeah, that guy seems very popular. And funny, thinking about my team now... I have two birds, two reptiles, and two humanoids. So it's oddly consistent when you think about it. Yeah. And that leaves Mr. Nick. I just realized that this is the second time that I picked the grass starter. The last one that I picked was Rookie because, you know, he was so cute. Before that, the last one I picked was Turtwig all wow. the way back. Yeah. But this time I did for the pure reason of I wanted Lucario on my team. <laughs> so my final team ended up being... The cat, which I don't actually know its name because I named all my Pokemon. Yeah, I always name my guess. Um, I did Armor Rogue. I know that name. Baxcalibur, because you just said it. Clodzire, Lucario, and then that, that flying electric bird. Ah, Kilowattro. I was not originally going to have Clodzire on my team because I was like, oh, it just looks fat and stupid like me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But his ability of just soaking up water moves turned out to help me so early on. He just stayed as a staple on my team. He's the reason why I was able to beat the water gym, like, as the second gym that I've ever beat. I was about to say, I love Clodswire, even though he looks like a yep. giant's herd. Derpy as hell, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> um, the oh, only yeah. game that's ever given me issues to pick a starter has been Diamond and Pearl. I love <sighs> every single starter in that game. And I know this is another unpopular opinion, but I feel the same way about that game, Diamond and Pearl, definitely. Also, um, Johto. I actually love all three of the Johto starters equally, too. I agree. I never really messed with Meganium. I, I, between Totodile and Cyndaquil. Oh, hell yeah. Those are the only two that matter from that group. Wow. <laughs> I feel that way about Kanto. Whenever I play Kanto, it's between Squirtle and Bulbasaur. Yeah, we have a problem. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I know. That type of stuff is as unpopular. Like, I think from probably, what, third or fourth generation backwards, I think that those were the hardest ones, you know? Who do you pick? Mudkip, Trico. I didn't really like uh, the little, what? You didn't like blazing. Dude, yeah, fire man. fighting? I was a kid then. I, I thought the, the little chicken looked a, a little girly. Huh. No, but then, like, the original ones, I mean, also, how can you just not like Squirtle? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Okay, I know people don't like Chikorita that much, and I know I am not the biggest fan of Charmander, although I do feel like that's just due to Charizard fatigue. I don't think it's necessarily fair. But honestly, without any of my own biases, I do think the first four generations of starters are all really cool in their own right. I agree. I would even make an argument for black and white. I did like Oshawott and Tepig. I mean, I think that's where it falls off because for me, there was no doubt about it. I was going Tepig. Like, it was never like, oh, maybe Oshawott or maybe this snake thing. Like, 
right? Mm. The snake thing was that one, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's always a to me. It's always been a battle between water and fire types, which is funny because I do think like like this is a fun argument. What what is the best starter in starting typing? And I do the same thing. It's always usually between fire and water, but uh, um, I do think the grass is the strongest out of them. Ultimately, like for long game status effects, man. You also got to take in consideration all the gym leaders, bonus teams, or whatever. Like, what's the best starter attack? Not not only that, you also got to look at its weaknesses. Grass has so many weaknesses. I mean, yeah, when you got like status effects like sleeping powder and just poison powder and just keeping them asleep. And yeah. (laughs) Um, Were there any other pros or cons that we wanted to talk about in the actual game? Because I'm trying to think. Yeah. Um, I think think the music's all right. You know, Uh, music's pretty cool. I like the gym battle. I do like that the people in the back now get involved in the gym battles. Like oh, whoa, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I know we t- uh, talked about it um, a bit, but I love the idea that you don't have to follow any set routes or anything. Like you can go towards where like the last gym is. You can go anywhere. I think that is the start of like the future gen, like of Pokemon. Like I think yeah. eventually one day you'll be able to. My my dream for a Pokemon game. My goal, and I'll say it now, and I'm I'm gonna come back to this. My dream for Pokemon is one day there will be a game that features more than one region and you can choose which region you're going to start in. And then you could link up with friends and like play from different regions with different Pokemon. And like after beating that game, like in Soul Silver, <laughs> which happened, what, 12 years ago or something like that, you'll be able to travel to the next region over. And with something as big as the Switch and these future consoles that are coming out, I think even making DLCs where you buy another region, I, I would do that. And that's my dream for Pokemon is just being able to choose like, oh, which region do you want to start in? And you want to go meet up with your friends, like get on the boat and travel to the next region. I hope a Game Freak executive is listening and taking notes. <laughs> yes, million dollar idea right here. I guess yeah. the other pros I got, I mean, like I said, I really do love the concept of Paradox Pokemon that some Pokemon look vastly different in the future and past. Yeah, but you got me yeah. thinking. Why couldn't that be in the game's gimmick instead of just making your Pokemon extra, extra shiny? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. another thing. Like, I don't know how the hell we didn't mention terrestrializing yet. It's literally the most forgettable thing. That's why we didn't. But yeah, like, I will say I do like the concept of changing your Pokemon's type briefly, but in execution wise, it just looks stupid. I love that it always makes gym battles like easier because it's like I've actually had occasions where I'm fighting something that's dual type. And I'm like, oh, crap, he might know a good move. And then it's just like, I'm going to terrestrialize now and make him bug and he'll lose his stab. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'll just hit it with a fire blast and it'll be dead in one hit. Yeah, I'm sure (laughs) it's going to be good for the competitive scene. But realistically, you can take terrestrializing out of the story or even out of the game for that matter. And it won't make much of a difference. Yeah. I have had several battles where I will fight and then they'll end it and they'll terrestrialize. I'm like, I guess I should have terrestrialized. I totally forgot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Of course, when there's a new gimmick, there's some sort of lore behind it. But again, it's not going to make much of a difference if you don't have it. I mean, the whole reason why they added this mechanic was just because they wanted a new gimmick for a new generation. And it's getting ridiculous. I am annoyed that we did not get another evolution. What, you thought we would? We never did anymore. It's long overdue. I remember reading something that said like um, half of the types are like physical types and half of the types are like special types or some, something like one of the things is all of Eevee's current evolutions. People are saying like, oh, well, they're never going to do another one then. Like we, all those nine types of that particular category are already used. 
Or I think I can actually see them starting to try to make an a special type of stone or way to evolve an Eevee that combines two types. Uh, I could definitely see that. I will say I do love regional forms still and regional evolution still, but I feel like they're getting a little lazy with um why they happen. Like there was very specific reasons why. Oh, this is why Obstagoon is only in Galar. This is why Alolan Marowak is only in Alola. I feel like for something like Annihilate, for example, it's like, oh, Primate just gets really, really angry. And she's like, yeah, but he's been getting angry for nine games now. Like, why is it just here? <laughs> just funny things like that. Yeah, I was about to say, I love regional variants and regional evolutions, but it feels very lackluster in these games. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, I do love Claude Sire. Annihilate's pretty cool. I think the... um. The weird, non-related Pokemon, like, uh, I'm thinking of Wiglet and Toad School. I don't know what they were thinking. Wiglet's, like, whatever. He's kind of cute, I guess. Yeah. I freaking love Toad School and Toad's Cruel. I think that they are hilarious. I think the term was convergent evolution, where basically, yes. where in biology, certain animals adapt traits from other animals that's not from their classified species. Exactly. Like how so, butterflies and birds both separately evolved wings, even though they're not related at all. So yeah, even though Wigwit looks like a Diglett, it's not part of the same genetic family, if that makes any sense. Yep, it's kind of interesting. I, I kind of like that they're adding biology like that into the game. So yeah, I guess that's another pro that I have with the game, because I do have an affinity towards biology. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I did like the raid battles, and... I was a little bit iffy with crafting TMs. It's like, okay, you want to be like Legends Arceus, where you have to craft materials. But the thing about that is, that took place in the past, like ancient times, so of course crafting would make sense. This is a modern Pokemon game. You're telling me I can't just go to the department store, <laughs> purchase that Fire Blast, Blizzard, and Thunder CM like I did back in Kanto? No, I have to actually go on my way to kill the Marie population, steal its fur, and craft that Thunder CM? <laughs> Oh it is God. so morbid yeah. that, like, you send your Pokemon out, and you'll just get a notification that you got, like, a chunk of, uh, like, the chunk. A yeah, chunk like, literally. So, wait. This opens up another can of worm pulls. Are all uh, TMs like made from Pokemon DNA? Clearly. Oh, gosh. That actually is an interesting thing. I like that this multiplayer is a little more streamlined. You know, I was looking forward to something like that um, ever since in Diamond and uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which literally the only fun part of it was getting to go to the underground. Yes. I was hoping to be like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to just do un- like multiplayer stuff the whole game? And you kind of can here, which is kind of cool. I found it glitched a little bit, but that's probably just due to this game being special. I like that they brought back picnics and camping and stuff. I love that kind of immersion stuff, like Eric said earlier, how you could just sit and chill with your Pokemon. Love that. Honestly, characters kind of mediocre. I guess I'm used to by now. You know, Ar- Arvin definitely grew on me, but everybody else is so token and boring. Larry's cool. I like Larry. I think the other gym leaders are like, okay. Like the bug chef. I think she's kind of cool. But like, I don't know. The other ones, like the Twitch streamer. Like, are, are we getting a little too far here? Want her bath water. What? Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> guess what? That's the only reason they designed her like that. She's literally fan art B. I, I like, prove me wrong. Oh yeah, real quick. I did kind of like how after you do all three separate stories, there is one final story that corresponds with all three of them. Yeah. In a way, it kind of gave me Sonic 06 vibes. Coincidentally, it's another game that's bucked up the ass. <laughs> Granted, it wasn't executed perfectly, but I do like the effort. My overall rating, thinking about it now, probably a 6.9. I like the games a lot, but had these games come out next year, they definitely would have been polished and better executed. 
I think so. I think we could really be talking about fantastic games here. I do think we went a little bit backward. Like, we're going in a, a weird direction. Because Nick actually was the one that, that brought this up. In Arceus, you just throw the Pokeball at the Pokemon you want to catch. Maybe you catch them. If you don't, a battle starts. If you run into a Pokemon, a battle starts. They'll come after you there. Yeah, I miss that about Legends Arceus is that I could throw a Pokeball from a distance. And if it doesn't catch, I'm like, oh, well, guess this one wasn't meant to be and I can move on. But in this game, you actually have to like go up to it and catch it. So what do you think, Nick? You still keep me an eight out of ten? I'll drop down to a seven, but that's also because like I um I still want to beat it. That is fair. Um, let's think. Fun world, great decks, cool music, cool multiplayer mechanics, nice immersion, but very very glitchy. Crappy characters, crappy story. I'm probably down maybe like Eric, like six point nine, six point eight, okay. somewhere between a six point five and a seven. I think. Um, because it is a lot. Of, at the end of the day, I do have fun with it. Perhaps I judged it too harshly. Um, perhaps I, I judged you too harshly. Exactly. So uh, maybe uh, I'll move my like, especially going through all the cons. You guys still saying that it's in around the sevens. I will go from that five six ish range, and I still think like a five point eight is probably the correct place. But I'd go up to a six point three. Actually, I'm thinking I really liked how they did the new Pokemon, so I would probably go up to that 6.5 range, but angling downwards, not upwards. I have a question for y'all. I am currently stumbling across the internet and stuff, looking at Pokemon. Someone has made a tier list of all the starters, and I'm kind of curious on what you think about this. Oh, Oh, this sounds like a future episode. (laughs) This does sound like a future episode, if you want, I could save it. But anyway... To those who are listening, what do you think of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? You can tell us on our Discord server or message us on Instagram at Geeks Crossing. Continue to listen to us on all available platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Mm-hmm. And be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially those Pokemon fans in your life. And honestly, just um, be sure to tell them about any podcast fans because, again, we're back for our fifth season. We're really excited to be back. And more importantly, stay true to your geek selves. Bye-bye.